welcome to Epiphany Fellowship's podcast, where our goal is to see people everywhere show off the glory of Christ in every area of life. We pray that you are blessed and encouraged by today's message and will allow the Word of God to dwell in you richly. Oh, to know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings. Um, my sheep know my voice. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. It's a lot about us knowing him and him being known by us. And I pray that that becomes a, um, that becomes a framing for us. Um, we want to we want to be in a place we want to be in the best place we can overall and there is no way you can be well if you're not pursuing him actively um, so i pray that our hearts and minds reflect that well welcome to our sunday morning gathering <laughs> or you could say scattering gathering but we're we're here um, i want to thank all our team here who um, are serving behind the scenes camera people moving all around and standing still band um, leaders just thank you for those who are here helping today um, we're starting a new series today on simplicity where you are say simplicity yeah we're going to go through several things that we can talk about if you I can't hear you saying amen but I got the chat in front of me so while I'm preaching, if you don't mind giving me some help in the chat, I'll act like I heard you. So you can say amen. Uh, you can say bless the Lord. You can say hallelujah. I know that some of y'all are already doing that. I see Ryan Middleton said hallelujah. Um, let me see. Let me see. Anybody? Uh, he, he said simplicity. Sade said amen. Aaron said amen. Olivia said amen. I see y'all. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Sherelle said amen I see y'all I'm showing y'all out Daniel Ru uh, and then Reuben all, all y'all bless y'all so let's turn to Psalm 1 Psalm 1 Psalm 1 um, how happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company of mockers instead his or her delight is in the Lord's instruction he or she meditates on it day and night he or she is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season and its leaf never withers today in this series starting really started last week kind of <laughs> simplicity today I want to talk about rooted somebody say rooted let's go before the Lord father we want to be rooted in you what's more simple than being rooted so God I pray Lord God that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable in thy sight oh God our strength and our redeemer in whom we trust in Jesus mighty name everybody agree with that said amen simplicity rooted Interestingly enough, simplicity is the state of being simple. <laughs> it's funny how uh, uh, dictionaries use the word in the definition, but it goes further. It means to be uncomplicated, uncompounded. Uh, the quality or state of having a form uh, or structure of few parts or elements. My favorite part of this is not complex 
Uh, which simplicity does not mean is not deep because something uh, can be uh, simple but have depth to it. Um, and so we'll dive into that quite a bit. But as we get into this idea of rooted and pulling off of the reality of simplicity, simplicity for me is one of the, our mantras this year. We're doing simplicity. Um, we're doing edification, equipping, and faithfulness. And I'll probably do something on all of those this year to kind of reinforce where we're going. Equipping, edification, simplicity, and faithfulness. Um, the, the simplicity is where we're going deeply, but we can't go simplicity on the outside until we have the necessary components of simplicity functioning on the inside of us. Um, a few years ago, I started having a dizziness, headaches, fatigue, a leg swelling, and a ton of other issues, and I didn't know what in the world I was dealing with. So my doc had me do some blood work, and as my doctor had me do some blood work, uh, it came out that I had diabetes um, and non-alcoholic fatty liver. So I got placed on a bunch of medicines, but the medicines really didn't do anything to heal me or get rid of or put the diabetes in remission or get rid of the fatty liver. They, they were just meant to manage it, not really change anything. And so I had to do some, some, some lifestyle changes uh, and, and, and exercises uh, to, to work on those things. And by God's grace, uh, I'm in remission of both. Um, fatty liver's gone, still got a ways to go, but thanking God for the weight loss and all of those different things. But let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a, let me ask you a question. Just like my doctor did blood work on me because of the issues that I was having, to find out what was going on in my life, what if God did a spiritual blood test on us? If God did a spiritual blood test and he took some blood and he put it in his eternal meter to kind of see what in the world is going on with us, uh, because some of us have so many symptoms, so many symptoms, and, and, and many of those symptoms really come from us doing a poor job of maintaining our fellowship with God. When you know Jesus Christ as Savior, you don't lose your salvation, right? <clears throat> but you can lose fellowship, right? And so uh, some, some of our, some of, some of your some of are like, well, well, well what, what, what does that look like, Pastor, to have spiritual blood work done on you? I'm going to do some spiritual blood work right now. God about to do some spiritual blood work. It, 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 now, you, you can raise your hand. You can say amen. You can say ouch if you hear one of these. So, but these are just some things that can come up in your spiritual blood work. Impatient decision making. You impatient. You you don't wait. You just you just you just quick to go go run into something. You understand what I'm saying? That's what some of us are: impatient in decision making, poor financial stewardship, bad relational decision, relationship decision. You just get in bad relationships. You make bad relationship decisions. Spiritual depression. I'm not talking about medicatable. You know, you, you can get medication for clinical. I'm not talking about clinical. It's about spiritual depression. Overworking. Laziness. Now, I'm going to have to brace myself for this one right here. Um, un, being unpastorable. <laughs> now, in other words, being unpastorable means you don't listen. Or you always got a rebuttal for shepherding. Many of us need to grow in that area, not being pastorable, right? And then another one is significant faith doubt. See, if any of these things show up in your blood work, I guarantee you that it's connected. And this is not an exhaustive list. But I guarantee you that if any of these things show up in your blood work, I guarantee you that there's some fellowship with God issues. You know, I received even a message from someone recently doubting their faith in light of a lot of recent issues of people leaving the faith. And there is always, of course, grief involved with that. But when you search out their commitment to comprehensive spiritual life, I'm not talking about one type of spiritual life. We're going to really, really talk through this stuff. I hope y'all are with me and checking with me, right? 
when you search out their com uh, commitment and comprehensive spiritual life, there is always something significantly in a deficit. Always. Like always a significant deficit. What are some of those things? Prayer. I know y'all gonna look at me like I'm funny. But a lot of times when people are not where they're supposed to be and they're not living a rooted life, one of the things that they experience is, not, when the last time you prayed? Man, I mean, I'm not saying you said grace, thank you, the same one. You know the one that we remember, thank you, Lord. Everybody say this, kind of, these words, most of us, some of us say, thank you, Lord, for the pans that prepared the food and for the nourishment of our body, amen. That's the same old prayer, you know. Um, uh, 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 I'm not talking about that. Another one is community, and I know it's hard to talk about that, particularly with the restrictions and different things that we have with the pandemic. But there, there is weak Christian relationships. Weak relationships, I'm talking about with solid Christians who want to walk godly in Jesus Christ. Um, there's a lack of, of Bible study. I'm not talking about Bible reading. You know, some of us like, I'm going through a one-year plan. That's cool, but that's not enough. You have to understand what's in God's word. Are y'all trekking with me? This is so important, right? Being filled and led by the Spirit. Being led by the Spirit. Many of us, listen, you have, you, you, the Holy Spirit's in you, and you know when the Holy Spirit is telling you don't do that. Don't go that way. Don't go after that person. Don't look at that page. Don't touch that hashtag. Stop the... And, you, and we go on in there, right? Another one is dying to self. Just plain old, flat out. This is basic stuff, y'all. And I know some of y'all looking at me like, I'm funny. but the question is, how, what, is your, what does your blood work say in relation to these things? Enduring suffering, suffering well. There are times where we're having a hard time and we're dealing with difficult things and we tend to disconnect are you suffering well? Are you attending and being engaged in a local church? Do, have, uh, during this time, because of everything, have you just been all over the place listening to everything? <coughs> this preacher, that preacher, or nothing? Or you just haven't been plugged in and engaged? During this time, I really want really to implore you. I'm still in the introduction, but I really want to implore you to work hard to remain connected to the local community. Get in the Zoom chats, right? Come online and, and, and have watch parties somehow. Um, find a way to remain connected. It's very, very important during this time, more than ever, to fight to remain connected. Also, commitment to holiness, just basic holiness. I'm, not, I'm just going, I'm going to grow. I'm, you know, we always say, we, we always lean into nobody's perfect, which means I'm going to just make mistakes on purpose, because, make sin on purpose, not mistakes. Sin on purpose because nobody really is fully like, nah, pursuit of holiness, family. We're going to talk about that. Listening and submitting to healthy, non-controlling leadership. That's important. So, rooted. Point one. I got two. Point one. If you're going to be rooted and walk in simplicity, number one, you have to have satisfaction with God. <laughs> you have to have satisfaction with God. Look, look at what the text says. How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked and stand in the pathway of sinners, with sinners, or sit in the company of mockers. Happy. Some translations say blessed. The challenge is there is a level of idea of blessing here. Um, but the, the, the idea here is more happiness. And this idea of happiness, family, isn't what you think it is. It isn't what you think it is. The word happiness here is God-given security and submitted prosperity. We're going to see this in a second. Happiness expresses a sense of joy and satisfaction in one's state and circumstances. Let me say it again. Happiness expresses a sense of joy and satisfaction in one's state and circumstances. It is often the result 
of blessing that comes from trust in God. In other words, you can't get around trust in God as a believer. You, you really must understand that. L listen to what, what one commentator says. <coughs> the ancient audiences <coughs> understood happiness as general well-being or a sense that life was right or imbalanced. Balanced life. Stay with me. They did not understand happiness. They did not understand happiness to mean perfection or lack of negative realities. That's dope. Because that tells us that happiness is that disposition of inner joy that transcends situations. You ever been through something really, really hard and you've experienced the hardness of the situation. But then on the other hand, you ever been through something and that season, God helped you to run on all cylinders well and you were pursuing God. Because sometimes a good fire will make you pursue Jesus. A good hardship will make you get in his face. A good hardship will make you get in his word. A good hardship will get you, because you, it's good sometimes to have situations in your life that remind you of your neediness of God. And when you realize your neediness of God and pursue those things that meet the need of the soul uh, to, to hold you in place where you are as a believer, what begins to happen is you have unending satisfaction no matter what. In other words, happiness will be trending in your soul. Yeah. It'll be trending. High level satisfaction with God. And you'll be like, I'm supposed to have had lost my mind in this. But I haven't lost my mind. Why? Because when you're trusting in the Lord, you have stability from nowhere. It, it's, it's supernatural. And people will look at you. And, and people will look at you and say, how are you handling this? And, you, and, and sometimes you just say, I don't know. I guess it's the Lord. <laughs> I wish I had a Pentecostal church on that one. Because that's what it's supposed to do. So happy is the person that what? We'll see in a second. Let me just say what happiness is not. Happiness is not following your heart. That, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard on my, in my life. There was a sense in which, and we'll talk about the heart later. But many times people talk about follow your heart. You know, I hear that all the time. In other words, do what you feel like is best. Now, if you, your feelings aren't shaped by truth, you can't follow your heart. Because my Bible says the heart is deceitful and wicked, who can know it? So how are you going to follow wickedness, right? Do what makes you feel good as a primary measure. Do, do, what, you, do, what, you, do what makes you feel good. As long as it doesn't hurt anybody. <laughs> Another one is following the path of least resistance. That's, that's, now sometimes God's going to take you the hard path, family. <laughs> Feelings and opinions or what informed truth. Many times, if we don't like something God says, and it, and it doesn't match up with what we feel, we believe it's not truth because it didn't hit our feelings a certain way. <laughs> Another one is man-pleasing. But what, what, what is happiness? Happiness is God-shaped ideas. Keeping score like Jesus. Knowing that passion, this is, oh God, this is so important. I can spend a whole sermon on this one. <clears throat> Knowing that passion and happiness follow truth. Listen, let me be honest with you. There are a lot of things, if I'm honest, I hate that is in the scriptures. Because my sinful side of me wants to be able to <clears throat> just live a reckless life. <clears throat> but in wanting to live a reckless life, of course, I wouldn't live a God-shaped life. So what I have to do, I'm naturally uh, a fool and would wild out. However, what happens is <clears throat> that truth that God has in his word <clears throat> convinces me that it's true based on it being from God. My feelings are over here. <clears throat> God's word is over here. Now, I'm going to have to make a decision on, am I going to believe my feelings or am I going to believe truth? <clears throat> now, if I'm going to believe my, 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 my feelings, then I, I, I'm not going to submit to truth. But what happens is, 
is when truth is true, when, and I'm getting ahead of myself, when I walk in truth, what ends up happening, when you see the benefits of doing things God's way, you begin to change. And when you begin to change, you begin to make decisions based on how real God-centered happiness is that's not man-centered happiness. I wish somebody would hear me right now. Yeah. <sighs> um, pleasing God is, is, makes you, would, would make you happy. Tranquility in the midst of trials. So it says, <sighs> how happy is the one who does not walk. Walk means behavior. Walk in the advice of the wicked. <clears throat> to walk in the advice of the wicked means to allow their advice to impact and determine your behavior. To walk in the advice of the wicked is to walk in, it means to allow their evil advice to impact your behavior. It can mean counsel or uh, 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 here as well. Now what's interesting when I think of walk in the advice or counsel of the wicked you know, you know, I appear in the culture every now and then. You know, a, 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 a culture that I'm becoming concerned of for us as believers, you know, and I don't believe in, you know, pulling Christians out of culture, but I do believe that we as believers have to have discernment while we're in culture, right? Um, that, that's, that's what being rooted is about. I mean, we, we, we're not supposed to be isolated in the, from the world. We're supposed to be insulated while we're in the world. So, so, so because of that reality, um, um, there, there are things out there, particularly, uh, I, I know since everything's shut down, uh, most of, every time you look at somebody on the phone, I was at the gallery yesterday down in Center City, the security officer is on her phone. I said, get off that phone. She started laughing. But she on the phone, she's supposed to be security. Everybody on their phone. You go by the bus stop, everybody on the phone. And, 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 and this is one of the ones that's interesting. I'm guilty too of that. You know, the whole thought leader and public figure culture is interesting to me. Because the whole thought leader and public figure culture, particularly thought leader culture, you know, uh, um, every, everybody got a podcast now. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You start one. I'm not mad at it. However, one of the things I get concerned about is people who are in their 20s starting podcasts and giving everybody advice on everything. I mean, now I ain't dogging anybody. I, I know in my 20s, I'm about to be 50 next year. So I know in my 20s, I had no business building a platform off of giving people advice about everything. I mean, they, they, they know everything. You know, you got the fresh and fit guys. You know, some of y'all know, y'all know who I'm talking about because y'all know y'all be sliding through that jump. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and all up on the fresh and fit podcast, they be wilding on there. Crazy advice for men. Kevin Samuels, this whole high value man. What is a high value man? What is that? High value man that has money. And he's on there annihilating women. And, and I mean, and, and, and we'll watch it for entertainment, even though we know he's annihilating women and they're submitting themselves to it, right? Um, that, that whole culture, right? You not only have that, you got the Joe Button podcast, you got DJ Academics. And let's not even get into some of these clubhouse conversations, right? <clears throat> but, but why am I bringing this up? Because many of us go to those things and we may not, we may not realize that many of those things that we're being entertained by is educating us. And then you'll begin as you watch it and you watch it and you watch it and it becomes a part of your diet. Because listen, if you watch during the week between Snapchat, TikTok, Shorts on YouTube, longer stuff on YouTube, Spotify podcast, if you count those up, and how much, I want you to ask yourself, how much of what you're listening to is edifying? It's real quiet, even in this sanctuary. It's a few people in here, but it's quiet. Why? Because many of us don't realize that we're fed more by foolishness than faithfulness. Like if we, like, 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 and I'm not saying having your Bible open all day and all night, but I'm saying there's a sense in which people, because we, we have an overestimation of the impact 
uh, a bad diet can have on us. And what that begins to happen is, is you as a believer <laughs> begin to relate that way in your reality of a believer, not really knowing why you're acting like that. It says, or stand in the pathway of sinners. This is interesting. The word stand, family, is an interesting word. Stand means to maintain or it means uh, being in a respectful state of someone. One uh, idea is prostrating a oneself. You understand? To, to hold one's ground in a particular place. Uh, 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 to put it simply, to submit. Stand here means to submit. So it says stand in the pathway of sinners. So, 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 so we see now you were walking. Now you're standing. Now, 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 now you're, now you're a, a, a standing or, 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 I mean, sitting right now in the company or, or sitting means, uh, 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 of course, reserving space and dwelling. So you went from walking to standing. You're being submissive to sitting. You're dwelling now. And so, so what begins to happen is, is you see a threefold reality with us. You see a threefold reality with us. Where does your affections, or where, I mean, where does your life spend its time? If you spend your time walking, standing, and sitting in places, whether it's emotionally, mentally, whatever, what will begin to happen is it will take over your values. <laughs> where does your mind spend time? Affections. Where are your feelings located? Look, uh, lifestyle. What are your habits, right? What are your habits? And so in being rooted, you have to begin to uproot sometimes before you can root. And my wife was um, going to build a garden uh, when we was in our, older ho our other house and she um, or wanted to build it on this side of our fence. And before she could even put anything in the ground, she had to remove all of the weeds and pull up all of the, all of the things that had been uh, 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 put down in there in order to plant and put seeds in ripe soil and get everything right. The same was with your life. We're going to have to go through a season of uprooting, uprooting. And a lot of times uprooting is helpful when you know what needs to be uprooted and what it looks like so it can be pulled. Right? And that comes from what we talked about earlier, but it's also going to be based on what comes on next? I hope y'all are checking with me. Last point. If you're going to be rooted, stability, you have to have stability and substance in God. You have to have stability and substance in God. It says, instead, his delight is in the Lord's instructions and he meditates on it day and night. This is dope. So when we say delight, delight is, it, it, I'm spending some of these words it's so important to understand the, what the scriptures are saying here. <clears throat> delight isn't what we think it is. <clears throat> delight, usually we think of delight, we think of feelings, right? You know, you ate, you, 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 you know, you went to Chima's or somewhere and the guy came past with, you know, they come past with those meats and they cut it down. I don't know if you ever been to Chima and all of that, boy, boy. They, they cut it down, and the thing just rolls down to you, and you take the little joints, and you, you, do it, you cut it, you yeah, yeah, eat it, and it's delightful. You know, you go to the, 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 their bar, where they got, their, their, their salad bar, they got endives, and, and all of these different types of salads, and they're, it's just beautiful things, right? And it's delightful when you eat it. You smell perfume or cologne, it's delightful, right? <clears throat> Delight here isn't feelings only. It, it, it involves it. But it's so much more. See, one of the things I like about Eastern culture is Eastern culture doesn't splice and parse out life like we do. It's so much more like everything's connected. <clears throat> and so when they say delight, it's not just enjoyment per se. That, this, is, this is super important. <clears throat> and we all need, a, I need my mind renewed on this. The delight, uh, it, 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 it means uh, recognize here is also is uh, study and intellectual awareness are not ultimately what bring divine favor. Study of the law 
is a reality of what he's saying is obeying as well. So when we think of delight, we tend to think of feelings only. But here, delight is more comprehensive. What is it? Delight involves three aspects. Engaging truth. Hear me. I added this so they don't have these notes. Engaging truth. Enjoying truth. And employing truth. Those are bars right there. Engaging truth. That means you're getting in God's word and things that help support truth, right? Support truth. But also enjoying truth. And going from enjoying truth to now, that means you, you, you and we're going to break this down even more in a second, but employing it. In other words, putting it into action. So I, 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 I'm doing the discipline of engaging it. And as I'm engaging it, I'm loving it, I'm enjoying it, but then I'm employing it. Now I'm doing the work to put it into practice, but it's empowered, right? <clears throat> you know, um, and I know, you know, there's so much going on oh, with, you know, people leaving the faith nowadays, right? And this is no shots, I'm not being mean. I've, uh, I've talked to several of them and others. And one of the things that people always say, how can a person say that they were a Christian and then say they were no longer a Christian, and then they seem like they were a Christian. Many times with, you take these three areas, engaging truth, enjoying truth, and employing truth, right? Check this out. The object of your faith isn't information. Hear me. The object of your faith is not feelings. The object of your faith isn't living a good life. When I say object of your faith, the thing you're putting conf con uh, 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 confidence in. What can happen is somebody can hear the word of truth, the gospel, just like you can hear something informationally and you can informationally agree with the gospel, informationally. And then you can even get into like me, into apologetics, right? And you can find all of these scientific facts and this historic information and archaeological discoveries. And you can read this to say Jesus historically existed and you're into that stuff. And what will happen is that you, you, you'll seem like a Christian because you're into the information of Christianity. Stay with me. What will happen is, is you may come to a worship gathering and I like the music. And it made you feel good and it was therapeutic. There was an altar call. You came forward. And you, you started coming to stuff and you even start serving. Uh, but, but, but your response was to the music and the feeling and the vibe you got. Then some of us fell in love. You may see some, a, a group of Christians, some real ones, and, and, and they're, walking, they're walking right and they're, they're, they're being good examples. And you like the community. You start hanging around them and you believe you're Christian. But what you had faith in, in the first instance, was the information keeping you. When the information runs out, and, you're, you're, and the question is not able to be answered, you lose faith because you don't have the other components of what comprehensive health and faith life has. And this first, Jesus is the object of your faith, not his ability to answer all your questions. Y'all not hearing me because there's always going to be mystery. Or oh, it's not faith. God never, listen, never promised to answer all your questions. And I believe God left obstacles as booby traps to weed out what we have faith in. <laughs> Listen, I remember when I was in seminary and they were going over the form criticism, source criticism, higher criticism, manuscript evidence, and you'd be like, whoa. But actually, it strengthened my faith in many ways. Listen, some of you, y'all like the environment of church, but you're not saved. Because you, you, you like the, I like the worship part. I like the music. But you don't like Jesus. Some of you like the morality that Christianity is supposed to be. And so if someone falls away from the faith, if someone that you looked up to, because you looked up to that person because you like their life, fell and you fell away from the faith, you were never in the faith because you had faith in that person's lifestyle. Y'all better get this. If you're going to be rooted, you have to have faith in Christ and Christ alone and what he did on the cross. This is so important. And then you have information to support your faith, but you're never going to get all the information you need to make it satisfiable fully because faith is going to be necessary. 
Then you'll have the affections. And then you have the walk. But all of that works together as a way to support and enjoy and continue in the rooted reality of a Christian. I hope y'all are hearing me today. I really do hope y'all are hearing me today. And so, um, said he meditates on it. His delight is in the law of the Lord. His or her delight, and they meditate. It means to chew. It means to chew. You know, when you go to Amish country, you see them, them cows. They, the cows be chewing real slow, and they got three stomachs, and they take it down and digest it a little bit, bring it back up. Um, I know it's a little nasty, but just stay with me. They regurgitate it up. They chew on it, chew on it some more, swallow it again, and, and then it goes, it goes through a process. That's what the word, you're supposed to process the word. I don't know if you remember, you know, um, but, you know back in the 80s, we used to eat a lot of bubble gum. I don't know if you... Like, like bubble gum and popping gum and all that. It was all kinds of flavors. It's just bubble gum. One of my favorite was, was this bubble yum they used to have. And it had, and, and what I liked about bubble yum is when you started chewing it, it was one flavor. Then it transitions to another flavor. Then it transitions to another flavor. And as you're chewing it and chewing it and chewing it, and then you enjoy it. And, and it just, that's what the word is like. The word is like layered flavors. If that don't get you, you know, I don't know if you've ever had some good Thai food. You've had, I like food illustration. Help me. Yo, listen, Thai food is off the map. Red curry with what? What? It's good stuff, family. But dang, I ain't cuss. That's a type of curry. Green curry, yellow curry, they are, but the red is off the map. But anyway, when you're eating, one of the things I like, I still haven't got my flavor back from COVID. No smell, no taste. Still don't have it. A little bit, but it's got to be high. But I've been eating Thai food because Thai food just it has, has the right spice. It has layers of flavor, the sweet, the, what do you call it, sweet basil, all that. It just hits my senses. That's, that's what the word of God is supposed to do in you when you're delighting in it. And when I'm eating it, I'm enjoying the notes. And I can say, I can taste a little bit of this. I taste a little that, that's a, you know, that, That's what the word is supposed to do. You're supposed to meditate on it day and night. So what does that mean? Meditate. Meditation involves um, your heart being nurtured by God's word. I hope y'all are struggling with me. Y'all lighten up the chat. I see y'all. I appreciate that. Um... Ezekiel, I use this culture. I've been saying this since before we started Epiphany. I've been building this verse in our culture. Ezekiel 36, verses 25 to 27, talks about the formation of the heart. Such powerful stuff. Um, talks about when you, when you become a believer, this is how you know you're changed, right? It, it shows you how you know you're changed. And it goes back to what I just said. What I just said because this gives you the capacity to engage truth, enjoy truth, and employ truth. Watch. Ezekiel says um, God will take the old spirit out of us, put a new spirit in us. Really just language to mean he'll reconnect us. He'll give us a signal. It's like when you do Wi-Fi, like, like uh, if you go to somebody's house and you say, what's the Wi-Fi, right? And they say, they, they say oh, 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 the Wi-Fi is, and you put it, and it connects you to the, and it starts going, the little thing starts doing it, and then you're connected to the Wi-Fi. Well, when you are born again, your spirit gets a Wi-Fi signal to heaven once again. That's what happens. Then, he, but you can't just have a signal, you have to have a good operating system so that you can use the signal for something. So he has to take the old heart out because that's old hardware that won't work on the new system. So he has to remove the old heart and put a new heart in, which is your new operating system. Mind, emotions, will, right? So, so now your mind, emotions, will have been changed. So you got a new operating system and a new connection. You got a new Wi-Fi connection and you got a brand new system. Now what's good about God's system is it needs maintenance, but it never needs upgrading. Come on, somebody! I'm by myself. So so your mind, you, you have to have value formation. If you're going to be rooted, family, you got to have value formation. When I first became a believer, my values were still substandard. I had a new operating system. I had a new Wi-Fi signal. But what God does when you become a believer is even though you don't have 
every, you don't have all the values in you yet in a knowledgeable way, but what God does have is an antivirus scan. So what ends up happening is when the girl that I was messing with, you know how we say, I don't know if y'all said it anymore, the girl that I was messing with, the, nothing would happen to me before I got saved. When I got saved and I messed with her, I felt something wrong with me. I was like, what is that? What is that? Something in me was like burning. I don't know. It wasn't a feeling. I can't. It was like I felt convicted. That's God's virus scan pulling a virus out. Your response when it comes up on the screen, viruses to get rid of, is to get rid of the virus by backing up, by faith in him. Emotions, affections, your worship life. What is your worship life like, right? That nurtures your worship life. Next, mind, emotions, will. Experiencing God. You got to experience God. You can't just have information about God. You got to experience him. Because when the information runs out, all you got is what he did for you. You'll remember when he made a way out of no way. You, you remember he opened some doors that, that, that nobody else can open. That's what begins. When information runs out, God always has something else to keep you rooted. But then not only that, he calls you to walk in obedience, service, and doing. All of this is done both individually and corporately. All of this. But what does the text say about those who, <coughs> I'm landing this plane. I really want to teach this today. What does it say the result of this is? This is um, amazing. He or she, when, when, when they're doing this, uh, uh, it, it, he, he or she is like a tree planted by flowing streams. One of the things I like about this is fire. <laughs> I never saw this before. I focused on the word planted this time. Planted means you are intentionally placed there. <laughs> when you come to Christ, you are intentionally planted in the most fruitful place to flourish. You are. Listen, God set us all up to win. We're the ones sabotaging it. But listen, when you're placed in Christ, <laughs> that's where your identity is. And when you're placed in Jesus Christ, you're set up to win. And so, 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 so he intentionally placed you where you're going to flourish. And I like what it says. It says, because we're placed where we're going to flourish, it says, it bears fruit in its season. So let me, let me give you some stuff to give you some stuff. Right? In its season, listen, I'm, I believe in God and joining with you, that you will enter a season of fruitfulness. You will. That's the promise here. If you're delighting in him, you're going to enter a season of fruitfulness. If you invest in your soul, you will get a return. Please hear me. If you invest in your soul, you will get a return. Draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Hear me today. Receive the implanted word of God, which is able to save your souls. It will happen if you invest in it. Be not deceived, for God is not mocked. Whatever a man soweth, that would he also reap. If he sowed to the flesh, he will reap destruction. If he sowed to the flesh, he will reap life. That's the way it works. But you got to understand this. It's never immediate. It usually comes after seasons of sowing. God never, most of the time, God doesn't do immediate growth. Because anything that you get quickly can go quickly. But anything that takes time for development and formation takes you deeper. <clears throat> Y'all not hearing me today. It said, and this leaf will not wither. A sign that you're with, a withering leaf is a sign of a disconnection from a feeding source, a blockage, limited to no light explosion. <laughs> I can preach all of this just by myself. I'm landing this plant. Planted in the wrong place. <laughs> Disconnected from the feeding source. You have been connected to God's means of grace. Prayer, the word, community. It's a blockage. Some of you are dealing with some spiritual warfare that you have to press through. <clears throat> Blockages sometimes, the, the, the enemy will block you when you're doing the right things and you won't understand why stuff isn't happening. It's because there's some warfare that's needed to break through. Somebody that got a word right there. Limited light explosion. You're not in the sun's presence. 
And you're planted in the wrong place. You put yourself around the wrong sphere, but God is renewing and roots not too deep. But plush leaves, the author compares the godly individual to a tree that has a rich water supply. Let me tell you something. When you are connected to a rich water supply, you're going to flourish. And this is for somebody. God just brought me this to my mind. Some of you are around some people that uh, the Bible says, every branch in me that bears fruit, I prune it that it may bear fruit. Some of you got some people in your life that's smothering you from the light of the sun. But God is going to prune some people out of your life, some things out of your life, so that those weeds won't block your osmosis from happening. I'm going to move on. Whatever he does prospers. In other words, it results in a healthy life. So let me just say this about Jesus and I'm done. You know we got to go to Jesus. Jesus' spiritual life. Let's talk about Jesus' spiritual life. Jesus on earth in his incarnation, he prayed. It says in Matthew 14, 23, after dismissing the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. <laughs> well into the night, he was alone there. Jesus fasted. Matthew 4, it says, then Jesus was led up by the spirit. He was also spirit led. If he needed to be spirit led, you do too. Into the wilderness to be tempted. And he fasted 40 days and 40 nights and was hungry. He fasted. Community. Jesus didn't have community. Yes, he did. No one has greater love than this, to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. And I do not call you servants anymore because the servant does not know what the master is doing. I have called you friends. Jesus had community. Dying to self. Right here. In this section, it says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Luke 22, 42. And then he suffered well. After he was perfected, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. This is crazy. So if the Savior, listen, if the Savior got to pray, if the Savior got to fast, if the Savior need community, if the Savior need to die to self, and if the Savior need to suffer well, what about us? It's real simple. I know this is simple, but you need some simple. I told you we going to simplicity, y'all. It's going to be simple. You, you, you have to, you, you and I have to walk in these things. These things don't save us. They're the things that sustain us. Listen, if you don't connect with God's means for significant amounts of time, you're going to get a result of that. And so our desire is to see what not just desire to see, our desire to do and to live out as the people of God is to be rooted consistently. Rooted consistently. And so that's what we're working on this year. We're working on simplicity. And the first one is rooted. I want you to become more stable. I want me to become more stable. I want our church to even be stabilized in these scattered times. Um, and the way we do that is willingly and actively engaging in it. And so, for those who know Jesus, that's what happens. For those who don't, you need to put your confidence in him. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, to take you from spiritual death to spiritual life, yes, you're spiritually dead if you don't know Jesus. You can say you're spiritual, and that doesn't mean you, you're, 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 not, you're, you're not spiritually active. You're just not spiritually active in God's way, connected to him. And so, you have to have your signal reconnected to God. The way to have your signal reconnected with God is to place your confidence in Jesus. Why is your signal disconnected? Because all of us are born with that disconnection from God. We're creations, not children, until we're resourced by the King. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ down on the cross for your sins and getting up from the grave, then you're saved. Our search team will put some information in the chat both on Facebook and on YouTube jump in we want to holler at you we want to talk to you pray with me those of you who may have trusted Jesus Father we pray for those who put their confidence in Jesus that they would go from spiritual disconnection to spiritual connection and then that they would walk as disciples and go from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity may your life shine in them, transform, change, 
informed truth in them, that they may have authentic saving faith, like the last soil in the parable of the soils. Ten hundred thousand fruit may they bear. In Jesus' name, amen. On the night that Yeshua was betrayed, fellowship thank you for tuning in today hopefully the word of god was a blessing to you also if you want to help us build the kingdom from philly and beyond particularly in inner cities partner with us today and if you don't know jesus the savior based on his death burial and resurrection place your confidence in him and go from spiritual death to spiritual life tune in next time so we can see you go from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity god bless you take care we love you